Hey everybody, what's going on? Uh, Steve here just saying what's up before the episode, as always. I hope everybody is uh, being well, staying safe, healthy, all that good stuff. Uh, we're going to jump right into the episode. Uh, we welcome little Nell Campbell to the show today. Uh, you can find all of her stuff on our uh, information and the details to the episode. Uh, other than that, hit us up on Instagram at the last podcast you'd want. Hit us up on Twitter at TLPYW. Let us know what you're doing to keep busy, uh, staying sane, what you're watching, what you're playing. Uh, other than that, we're going to dive right in. I hope everybody is well. I hope everybody is staying sane. Uh, we just need to remember to keep pushing, uh, through the times, regardless of what you're going through. Remember, uh, this too shall pass. Tip the veal, try the staff, enjoy the episode. And if you want, if you want, I can actually just skip over some of the questions. How well, how long were, were you were you thinking? I can go on. Well, I suppose mind. about half an hour, but let's just get going and see how it goes. Not a problem. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another episode of The Last Podcast You'd Want. Steve here, and today I have a fun episode. I bring an actress that you're probably going to know from many of the guests that I've had on my show, but today we bring... Miss Nell Campbell. How are we doing today, Nell? Very, very well. I'm here in Sydney, Australia. My first international guest. <laughs> Every guest I've ever had has always been in the States, so I'm super happy. Uh, Sydney, Excellent. thank you for taking out your time to do the show today. Uh, I'm there super excited to have you on. Everybody that listens to the show knows uh, my, my dealings with Rocky, I've had a lot of, of people that I did Rocky with uh, on as guests for the show, uh, but we're going to jump, jump, dive right into it with a question I always like to start with, and that's have you ever walked out of a movie in the movie theater? Oh, definitely. Worse, I walk out of theater if I don't like it. Oh. I'll wait for the interval. Absolutely. I don't believe in paying good money to then be bored stiff. Well, uh, what are some movies, if not plays, that you've, wa you've uh, walked out of? Um, oh, I remember wanting to walk out of a David Mamet play, what, but I can't remember the name of it. It was a musical. And I was with my mother and she was visiting me in New York and it was like her second last night, but we were in the fifth row. And it, anyway, it was a preview, as I say, it wasn't, but uh, it opened with a couple in bed and she is there singing in broad. And I'm sure it was David Mamet, but could I be wrong? Anyway, that's just one shot, but we actually did, we couldn't walk out because we weren't so close to the front. But anyway, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I've walked out of lots of things. Um, I walked out of a Monty Python movie. Which one? Which is the one where the man is very fat and explodes. Oh, that's the meaning of life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I could no, I, see, I, 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 could I adore Eric Idle, who's a friend, but, but that movie I, I wasn't keen on. Sure, sure. It's, it's not everybody's cup of tea. But then in, in general, Monty Python generally, you know, 
isn't going to be everybody's cup of tea. Yes, that's true. I, uh, I, I work in a call center and I had a person that I called the other day and his name was Bruce and I, he answered the phone and I said, hi, is this Bruce? And he went, it is. And I went, good day, Bruce. And it was just silence on the other line. And I'm just like, oh, I guess I'm the only one that watched Python in my life. Um, but I would know I've walked out of a handful of movies as, as well. Um, in the original email, when we were talking, you had, you had perused some of my episodes and you said that you were at the premiere of the three amigos. Yes, I was. What was, was. What, what was that like? And what did you think of the movie? I didn't think the movie was very good. Okay. Uh, have you, have you, <laughs> that's, that's honest. Have you, have you gone back and watched it since seeing it the first no, time? No, I haven't. Okay. I haven't. I think Steve Martin is absolutely brilliant as a comedian. Um, but I, I, I just remember not finding that very funny at all. All right. I can, and, I'm and not into silly. There you I, go. I don't, silly doesn't amuse me. Wit amuses me. And that movie is very silly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But for instance, I'll tell you something I adore, and that's The Office, the English version and the American version. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I like a good script. Very much so. I, I prefer the American over the UK for The Office, uh, but I do think they are both very funny shows. Oh, to um, me, they are both flawless. Uh, for me, my favorite show is actually uh, a UK show. Uh, my favorite show ever uh, is Red Dwarf. I've never seen that. Oh man, that was big back in the eighties. Uh, not not anyone uh, that's real popular in America. Craig Charles, Chris Barrier, uh, Danny, John Jewell. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Haven't seen it. <laughs> no, <that's okay. laughs> I'll tell you two. I'll tell you two um, British shows far more recently that I have adored, and that is People Just Do Nothing. Okay, I don't know that one. And they're both mockumentaries. And the other one is This Country. People Just Do Nothing was the first one? And, and This Country. Okay, I'm gonna write these down. This Country. I also loved Gavin and Stacey. That was an older one though. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan. My parents watched a lot of the older ones. Are you being served? Keeping up appearances. Oh yes, 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 yes. I had yeah. a cat name. I had a cat named Slocum. <laughs> well, I, I, um, I'm actually watching when I do some stretching in the morning. Uh, what's it called? To the Manor Born with a marvelous English actress called Penelope Keith, who is flawless in it anyway um so yes i don't yeah. it, it, just because you've paid in and, and of course now you can pay 200 dollars to go to the theater but if you're not having a good time at a polite moment e.g interval i say leave there you go yeah um what's a movie that you love that you could just watch every day well the sound of music Gone one. with the Wind, right. School of Rock, uh, Barry Lyndon, um, what else? I'm right there with you on Sound of Music and School of Rock. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't own movies, so I'm not necessarily going to be playing them over. Sure, but if, sure. If, if the films that I've mentioned, actually, I do have School of Rock. I bought it when my daughter was little to show it like she was turning sort of seven or eight or something. And we showed it as showed it as the movie for the sleepover. It was such a hit. Anyway, um, 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 uh, so yeah, so it's not like I own the films, so I can just want to keep watching them. It's when it's films that I will come up on TV and I'll be thrilled to rewatch them. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there are old there are old films too, but they're the first ones that come to mind. Another movie I love, but I've only seen it I think twice, is um, The Incredible Mr. Ripley. Is that what it's called, The Incredible Mr. Oh, Ripley? Oh, with um, Matt Damon, Matt Damon and, and Jude Law. Law. Yes, yeah, and it's. I think it's the incredibly Philip Seymour Hoffman's marvelous in it talented Mr. Ripley I think is the talented Mr. Ripley I stand corrected yes by Patricia Highsmith yeah that was I saw that one in its original run in the theater and I've seen that one maybe once or twice since then and it's always a great viewing yeah there's there's many reasons why I think I like it no violence it's clever it's Very surprising um much as I love sex, there isn't sex as such in it. Sure. Um, and you yeah, it's, not, it's not at all corny. I don't like corny films. Sure. And you mentioned Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, just about. Oh, he is one of my favorite of all the actors, of all the actors to overdose. He's one of the actors, that, he's one of the very few actors I would see in anything. He's such, he was such a fabulous actor. Absolutely. And he completely loses himself. I, I can go from two extremes. I can go from Twister to Boogie Nights. And you have Philip Seymour Hoffman in just two iconic roles. Boogie Nights was, in my memory, kind of a flawless film too. The performances in that film. It, I haven't seen that again. And of course, the uh, the music. What do you call it? The soundtrack, the soundtrack. is brilliant. I bought the soundtrack. And it's I mean, all. I, I, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say it's all a cohesive story from from beginning to end. The the flow of it, the the soundtrack that goes with it. Not to mention, it's the film that that brought back Burt Reynolds, that rejuvenated his career. I think I thought he'd get an Oscar for that performance. Did he? I believe he was nominated. I'm not sure. Yeah, who it was. It was an Oscar. He was so so good. He was nominated, and I believe Julianne Moore was nominated. Right. Well, it, it was just a brilliantly made movie. Who directed it again? I believe it was uh, Paul uh, P. T. Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson. Okay. I believe it was. So, uh, but I all, I'll tell you what, living in Australia, I really miss having um, American movie classics and Turner, Turner classic TV. Yeah. Uh, do they know? I mean, I, I would think that they would have an online app or something. Well, I mean, I've got, I seem, I, I can't, I can't allow myself any more streaming services. I think I've got about, you know, like most of us, I've probably got about at least four. Plus, we've got some wonderful 
well, one particular TV station that's almost all international movies well, there you that, go. you know, you can stream as well. I mean, you know, we're, let's face it, we're flooded with information. We're flooded with bad. But I still, I still find it very hard to find something to watch. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Especially I, on Netflix. I have a thousand movies on Vudu and every day I'm just scrolling like, what am I going to try and watch today? Well, also, it's very much what is your mood? That too. Um, because I love foreign films, but I might not be in the mood for reading them, reading That's the subtitles. Well, what, what I, one thing I'm watching at the moment is uh, a very long series. It's called Une Village Française, meaning a French village. Uh, and it's set in a French village in, during World War Two. All right. And there, I think there must be where they're from. I think there's eight series. So I'm about, I'm just over halfway through. It's just, I'm, I'm very, very interested in the Second World War and every single detail about it. So it's very much my, my, the period that I'm interested in. But I, 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 I'm, very, I'm very strict about, uh, and I always wish that they didn't put makeup on characters, things like that, and they wish they'd put the clothes through the washing machine a hundred times and that the women weren't so perfectly quaffed when the war's going on and there are so many restrictions and shortages and things. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I'm the only person I know that after watching The Queen's Gambit, which I totally enjoyed, but criticised. I just like, how, how could that character in the middle of America with little money be appearing in, in a Dior frock to, you know, <laughs> chess finals and things? I love. I just the wish they wouldn't over-glamorise stuff. Sure, absolutely. And, but you know what? I, I've never found anyone else that has this problem. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I, the, the things that gets me when I watch shows and movies uh, is always editing. It's always editing problems when they show someone like raising their arm to point and then they cut to a shot and it's them raising their arm again to point. Like when they cut the shot, the arm should already be sticking out because right. they did that I do notice things like that as well, but I don't, I'm not led by that. And luckily they don't do films in 35 millimeter print anymore because I used to be a projectionist at a theater. So when, yeah. when you'd see uh, lines on a print or when you would see, like I, I noticed when there were real changes every time. Like, right, I, but that's, you're that seeing stuff. that from a, from a sort of technician's point from of view. I get a bit more swept away. But um, but I don't get swept away the way everyone's you know fully made up. Like they wake up in bed with makeup on, and I mean I I just that's why what I love about the Scandi uh, movies and TV series, people don't look necessarily at all like anyone you would think would be an actor or an actress. I love not not ever knowing who they are. Absolutely. Um... What? I just watched the mayor of East Town. Have you seen that with I Kate Winslet? Have is that a movie or a show? TV series. I have not seen that one. My friends all like, well, not my sisters. One sister liked it, which was enough for me to want to watch it. But at the end of the day, the combination of Nomad, was it Nomad Land? And um and this, it's like the, the sort of fashion for playing white trash. Okay. 
I, I didn't. I didn't. White trash people. I, it doesn't really. I, I know. I don't. It just doesn't. It's rather. You know. It's an incredibly sad way of life. Sure. And but I don't. And I don't want to really watch films about it. And I haven't seen No Man Land, so uh, I'm not. I okay. tried. I I gave it a good try, but again, I was just like, I do not want to delve deep into this world. Sure, absolutely. Much as I absolutely worship, I like the rest of the world, Francis. McDonald, is it? How do you? McDonald? McDermott? What is it? How do you? I'm just, I've got her Mc confused. Uh, anyway. Well, there's Dylan McDermott and then there's Joel Dermott. No, Francis McDermott. Oh, oh, Francis McDermott. Yeah, she's just, it, we all worship her. She's brilliant. Yeah. And she's very good in that too. I mean, I'm a daughter in Fargo. Yeah, oh, she, Fargo is amazing. Fargo is one that of That is a great film, except it goes too far, in my view. Oh, when it, when it gets to the it, witch pepper? Yeah, it, 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 the point that those guys are, you know, tied up and, and then a, the wood chipper comes into it at all. To me, it, because it was just so good up to the, I mean, that scene when she goes into the secondhand car dealer, to question him <laughs> and he does a run I mean we all you just completely feel that you are there and you're that man really don't you yeah it's I just... want to say it's William H Macy right yeah yeah oh do anything oh, that he... his nerves you just <laughs> <laughs> you feel every bit also the scene in the um in the little the, the, the sort of cheap restaurant that she has that has she meets that guy the guy she used to go to college with mm-hmm. and he confesses his love for I love I I want to say that's Cohen brothers and and just about everything that the Cohen brothers do oh, I, it is the Cohen brothers yeah yeah I love it um anyway that film was great which reminded me of something else hold on okay I this is my favorite thriller. Um, I mean, I'm not, I've actually just watched a good documentary on Hitchcock. This isn't by Hitchcock, who I could go on about. I mean, I think to me, Hitchcock is brilliant, but flawed. And flawed in for me is that he made brilliant films and he made flawed films. Okay. And I mean, these, these obviously, this is just my opinions, and I'm sure people are rolling in fury. But uh, for instance, um, Dial M for Murder and Lady, The Lady Vanishes, and that which were early ones. And I love North by Northwest and Psycho. But to me, the birds, I just can't buy it. I don't know. I somehow felt, again, it just somehow got, he got too glamorized. And even Rear Window somehow the set was too clunk you know the 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 uh oh, you know the back of the buildings and everything was just all I couldn't buy it whereas I got north by northwest I don't didn't feel that about and I can't bear it is it spiral vertigo vertigo yeah which apparently I think it's one of his most successful films that I wasn't into that either so it's all just you know in our mind you can't choose which you like but this is the movie which I think, and I think it was made in the in the 90s. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Um, and I when I saw it, 
I thought this is a movie that Hitchcock would have loved to have made this movie. Now I've got to try and remember the name of it. Who's in it? What happened? Okay, I'm going to, this is, here's why it's, it was originally called, it was a, I think it's a Dutch movie. It was called The Golden Egg. And then it was, re, then they made it in America and they renamed it. Let's see here. And it is, why it is so incredible, one of the reasons is that it goes both sides. You get the victim's POV and then you also get the killer's POV, which is a very unusual, which it, it, it seemed very, the way it was done was most unusual. Is it called The Vanishing? Yes. They, it was originally called The Golden Egg, believe it or not. And, and I, it, I, I looked that up by Googling The Golden Egg Movie American Version. Yes, that's right. But I saw The Golden Egg, which is, of course, a crazy title for a film like that. But I, I recommend to your readers, which is, I call them readers because somebody else I know does that. I'm just used to it. Your listeners. Um, that they, you've got to watch the original, which I, for some, I think it's Dutch. Anyway, um, it's marvelous. It's a masterpiece and you must watch it. Excellent. Well, that, that takes listener recommendation. Uh, that's normally what I like to end with, but we got that right there. So the golden egg, uh, which is yeah. a, a Dutch film, uh, they, for all I know, they may have even uh, maybe uh, so they didn't change the the title of the original one to the vanishing as well. So this one says the vanishing Dutch sprolos. Yes, yeah, so it well it is Dutch. Traceless or without a trace is a 1988 yeah. thriller film directed by George Sluzer. Yeah. Adapted. Don't read any more. Don't read any more. Just let them watch it. Well, it says adapted from the novella The Golden Egg. Right. Ah, so there we go. But yeah. So, yes. Um, um, what's a movie that takes you back to your childhood, to a more youthful time in life? Um, I suppose the, the parent, Hayley Mills films, The Parent Trap, oh. Pollyanna, Tiger Bay, but that was set, I don't know. But um, I've just, I just, while we're on the subject of films, <laughs> I would like to say that I think Peter Bogdanovich made three perfect films that What's Up Doc, The Last Picture Show and Paper Moon. Doesn't matter what he made after that, those films are so, so brilliant. And uh, Mike, when you asked, I, I mentioned that, those because when you said to me what films, you know, bring back my childhood, my mother said that the last picture show was her childhood growing up in remote towns in Australia. But, um, and also Stanley Kubrick has made so many, you know, incredible films. As well, I mentioned earlier that Barry Lyndon's one of my favourites, which I've watched. I've probably watched that film more than most because I used to stay in a house that had the video. But anyway, that's an, an absolutely superb film too, as well as many of his others, Doctor Strange Love. 
course he made Lolita. Anyway, um, yeah. And then I love Bette Davis, not in costume. She's much better contemporary, all about Eve. That's a brilliant film with a fantastic script. Absolutely. It starts with the script. It the always script is the most important thing. And to think that all those writers were treated so shabbily by Hollywood and, and no doubt still are. They do a very good union though. I uh, uh, I feel that there are a lot of original ideas that can be written. And I feel a lot of what's being made in Hollywood now is a lot of adapted from a book, a remake of another movie. It's a it's a movie of a TV show that we had growing up. But, it, but I, don't, I don't mind that as long as the script is really good. Sure. Because I also think when you've read a book and then you see the movie of it, it usually is never as good. You have to completely see it as something different. You know, you've got to view it all over again when a, when a book you love it's like, this is, forget about the book you love. This is a different thing entirely. Absolutely. That's the best way to approach that. Oh, absolutely. And, and I made that mistake. I learned, I learned from that mistake with the remake of Dawn of the Dead because the original is one of my favorite horror films, like hands down. Uh, right. So when the remake came out, I was holding it up to high, such high standards. And a buddy just kind of said like, hey man, it's its own entity. Like That's right. That's exactly right. But and, it, we doesn't make it it's not going to be any better but as my mother would say the odious comparison basically just don't compare absolutely absolutely um do you remember the first movie to give you nightmares well i i tell you what i i love a thriller okay in fact you know what i've never seen and there's been, I think, three of them made. What's it called? Murder Bay, Killer Bay. It's a real bay. All right. I don't or is know. it Cove? I'm unsure. Robert that. De Niro is in, it was oh, in Cape one. Fear. Cape Fear. I've never seen that because I bet that's really good. Uh, the one with De Niro and Nick Nolte, uh, I really, I did enjoy. I haven't seen the original. Right. And that was the, I want to say that was Scorsese that did that one. The original one? No, no, no. The one with De Niro. And oh, Nelson. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, no, but um, yeah, so I'm not a horror fan. I am a thriller fan, which is actually much more scary because I'm not, I don't believe in, you know, ghosts or anything. So I'm just going to, you're a little bit dusty. <laughs> you're in soft focus. Um, but I'm just trying to think, I mean, I, so I remember seeing Psycho and that was absolutely terrifying. Sure. Um, what are thrillers I've loved? Oh, I'm, I'm suddenly lost for words on that, but no, you know what I mean by the difference between a horror film and a thriller film. Thriller yeah. Film and, and by the way, the, and the, and the golden egg. That was a thriller, and that was terrifying. And thrillers. Oh, I'll tell you a moment. I'll tell you something that scared the daylights out of me. I saw it in the cinema when I was at high school, and I remember leaping 
recreating what happened on screen, I did when, <laughs> and that was Wait Until Dark with Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn is blind and she is in her basement apartment with someone who's trying to kill her and she's trying to escape them, but she's blind. So she very smartly, somehow she got, she realized to put themselves on um, equal footing, she took somehow turned all the lights off. So he would be, and then I can't remember if he or she opened the fridge <laughs> to get the fridge light, which is so smart. And uh, anyway, when he leaps out to stab her, I leapt up and, and threw myself over five friends. I, I recreated what he did. That was my reaction. Anyway, it was bloody terrifying. And what was that one called again? Wait Until Dark. Wait Until Dark. All right. All right. Um, I'll have to check that one out. I'll write that one down as well. Wait Until Dark. Now, back in 1975, a little movie came out called The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Uh, and it became a phenomenon that I was introduced to when I was at least nine years old. Um, Excellent. I have had, I've had. Never too young for that. Remember that readers when you're having your children, I'd say around about one would be a good time to start. You know, when you're in that sitting up position, <laughs> ready to appreciate color and movement. Sure, sure. Uh, music, I was raised with music. So like, I always have music playing. Uh, I always have a movie playing. I love, I love sound in general, but I, I was introduced to Rocky at a very young age. We've continuously uh, played the soundtrack when my parents would be making dinner and getting food ready. Uh, we, we'd play the soundtrack. Oh, what I, fun. I legitimately did the time warp in front of my third grade class. Oh, that's so impressive. Um, How great. And one of one of the funnest roles that I played was Columbia. Um, it's it's so it's so much fun because I, I, I mean, every, every role in the show is great, but Columbia was always fun. I loved learning the tap dance. Uh, oh, I'm so impressed. Floor show floor show, man. The, your floor show is probably the hardest floor show. Uh, oh. Of of the I do try doing it in those heels on a wet, slippery floor. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't even that core. To. I didn't. I'd never heard of core at that point. But my God, I must have. We all must have used it to not fall over. Absolutely. Uh, but I mean, it's it's something that has molded the lives and the world of so many people. Um, did you think when making this movie? that it was it was going to be a, a hit, let alone the phenomenon that it became? Oh, no, no one ever knows that. I mean, you know, there was, there was Julie Andrews running around in an apron on top of an Austrian mountain and, you know, it, it just kept raining and battling away as if she knew. And you know that none of us make any money from it because it was pre-residuals. Sure. Um, but no, 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 we, we didn't know, but what has been so fabulous, Steve, is that the film has helped so many people 
address their sexuality, accept their sexuality, be proud of their sexuality, explore their sexuality. I mean, I just am, you know, endlessly grateful that the film did that, that it's, and it continues to, particularly with Americans, because you've got, you're, it's, you're such a conservative country, particularly outside the big cities. Sure. Sure. You know, sure. and 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 I get have people been getting in touch with me all the time saying, I mean, I recently someone got in touch with me and said that they were suicidal and they 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 discovered the movie and it saved their life. And that has been said many times. In fact, someone made a documentary called Rocky Horror Saved My Life. So you know, no, we had no idea. It was just, you know, Richard to quote Richard, he just said, you know, it was just for fun and <laughs> was all fun and games but um but it's been marvelous that it's had that effect on people Absolutely. That they, you know first of all just just the joy that it's given so many people i'm i'm just thrilled to have been part of it and it would it definitely helped shape and mold the person that i am today it, it helped me with the confidence that i needed because before, before, I mean, let alone running around on in on stage in your underwear. It's, it's yeah, the pre-show. It's it's the MC. It's the energy, and it's so much fun because I'll be working concessions at a movie theater, and I've had someone come up to me and be like, "Hey, I saw you play Rocky at the Rocky Horror Picture Show." To Aww. which, to which, in front of like thirty people, I've just gone, "Oh, you've seen me in a garter belt," and just. <laughs> <laughs> Like exactly, you, you, how you, great is that? You've seen me in lingerie. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Don't dream it, be it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I, but I, I, I mean, I love right, Rocky was just such a big part of my life for so long, and and it is it is one of those. It really it really does help you along. I lost uh, I lost my mom when I was 23 and right oh, after that sorry. I got right into Rocky and Rocky was very therapeutic and helping me overcome everything I was going through on that so and I bet yeah and the shadow casts I know lots of people have made such great friends with the shadow cast their fellow shadow cast members and that's that's been a great help to people too that feel isolated yeah it really because it, it it lets you know that you're not alone, that there are uh, people out there that are just as wild and crazy, if not more yeah. than you and, are, and you know what I mean? Also, and one thing about people's sexuality, be it, you know, bisexual, asexual, trisexual, transgender, heterosexual, whichever way you shake it, it's not a choice. We don't make a choice of who we find attractive. It's who we are. And, and there's nothing wrong with any of it. Not at all. And that's what people just have to, and, and, and the fact that, you know, people judge it. And that's, judge and, people. And, and, and I think that's crazy. Like I went to a party and I had a friend that was trans fluid and I had a friend that was trans neutral. And I took, yeah. the, I took the time to sit down with them and go, I'm not trying to be mocking. I'm not, I wanna understand what, what you're thinking. I wanna yeah. know, I wanna understand what, what this means. I wanna know the definition of what it is. I wanna know the thought process. Like I wanna be able to, to comprehend it from my mind yeah. because yeah. at the time 
my mind, like I can hear trans fluid, I can hear trans neutral and they can explain yeah. it to me, but at the same time, my mind is still trying yeah. to figure that bit out. Yeah. And well, as I say, it, it's not a choice. And the more people can accept who, you know, who they are and not feel in any way that there is anything wrong with being that. Absolutely. And um, and Rocky definitely helps help helps with that on some yeah. people figuring out that that path that they need to yeah to go on yeah no but it's, I, it's been wonderful but I love it and uh, uh, you know I I hit up a couple Rocky friends and uh, I told them I was like man I was like I was really excited I was like I got Nell Campbell coming on. And one of my buddies, one of my buddies, bless his heart, because because it's it's how he is. He just posts a photo on stage with Barry, yourself, and Patricia, and he's like, "Oh, I've already I've already been there. Like, been there, have, done that. Have fun with have fun with that one, buddy. That's great. But um, oh, I'm, miss, I'm missing the conventions and meeting the fans. I've uh, we're, in, we're in lockdown here again. Oh, are you? Sydney, oh, yeah. California just like got rid of masks in public. Right. Well, that's that's thrilling. I did. I yes and no at the same time because yeah, I, not everybody is quarantined. I'm not gonna lie. Like for the majority, when I'm out in public, I still wear my mask. If I go to the grocery store, if have I go you to been quarantined? Have you been? Have you been quarantined? Have you been vaccinated? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got got both. Oh, of my yeah. I would like to take this moment to say to your listeners the importance of being vaccinated. I was vaccinated as soon as I could get my hands on one, and I've got. I it was yours a two part vaccination? Yes. Yeah. So I've got my second one coming up in about a week which I can't wait because we have to wait three months between them here. I don't know what oh, wow. you wait. What uh, did you have to wait? Mine was like a month. Do you know what yours was called? This could uh, be very boring to your readers. You might want to cut it out. But anyway, but, but what I would like to say to the listeners, please, please be vaccinated. It's just so important. And, you know, don't feel that there's any threat to your health just be vaccinated. I just beg of you. I mean, all the Rocky Horror people are being vaccinated. I mean, all the people in the film. And I just want you to know that we would be so proud to know that the Rocky Horror fans are all getting vaccinated. Yeah, and I'm right there with you. I, I It's something, uh, you know, I, I, I ask all my buddies, you know, when we get together, uh, when I yeah. see them, I say, well, you're vaccinated, right? Because Yeah, like, absolutely. Just, just go and get the vaccination. You'll not regret it. And the world is going to be a much bigger place for those that are vaccinated because we're going to be able to travel again and set things. Absolutely. Uh, and with that, <coughs> we essentially come to the last question of the show. Uh, yeah. That is a movie that you feel you can watch once and you never have to watch it again. Oh. Oh God, that's that's many movies. You can name a couple. That's all right. Okay. Hold on now. <laughs> now you've floored me. Um, okay, you have you're gonna have to pause this. Wait there. A movie that I've watched once. Suddenly all the movies in my life have suddenly vanished. Um 
And it's all it's all right if you if you can't really think of one. That's okay. No, I, no, I can think of one. I've just got to think of one. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many. Why can't I just think of a movie? Because that implies I liked it, but I didn't like it enough to watch it again. Or it can be. It can also be taken as it was so bad, or it was so impactful. Like my go-to movie, my go-to answer is always "There Will Be Blood." Right. Hmm. Hold on. I can't think of one. Isn't that shocking? I'll have to think of it. And that's all right. Um. What have I? I must have watched something recently. What have I watched that's been recent? I watch tons of documentaries. All right. Do you, do you watch documentaries? I, I, do, I love I, documentaries. I actually just bought uh, digitally uh, one of my favorite documentaries just the other day. What was that? Dave Chappelle's Block Party. Oh, love Dave Chappelle. Uh, I, I love that one. I love uh, Exit Through the Gift Shop. My wife and I actually just celebrated our 11-year anniversary being together. Congratulations. Thank you. And as a gift, she got me uh, in September in Los Angeles, there's going to be a Banksy exhibit. Private collectors have loaned their collection to-, to How great play. is that? Oh, and I how love, great is Banksy? I love Banksy. Have you seen Exit Through the Gift Shop? No. Is that a documentary about him? It's a documentary. It's a, it's a, Did he make it? He it, he didn't make it, but he's involved with it. It's 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 about a gentleman that's working with Banksy. There's that documentary and then there's another documentary about like 30 days in New York or a certain amount of days in New York that every day Banksy did a different piece of Right. Art. And that one He's amazing. he's incredible. Oh yeah, I'm I'm so excited for that. And then my other uh, favorite documentary is uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of it. It's a documentary called The Aristocrats. No, it's a documentary on the dirtiest joke ever told. It's over a hundred comedians all telling the same dirty joke. Eric 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 Idle's actually in it. Well, I'm looking at Rocket Man. There's a, that's a film. I liked Rocket Man. I thought that was well done. I I, I loved Rocket Man. I actually I thought it was great. I started re-listening to a lot more Elton John because of Rocket Man. Elton John is crazy talented. When uh, growing up, growing up, my my father listened to uh, two artists consistently, and that was Paul Simon and Elton John. Oh, really? Well, they're both great songwriters. He even my dad. It's funny. I remember just cassettes that my father had growing up, and one of the cassettes my father had was the best of Tim Curry. Really? Yeah, and it's a photo. The cover, it's him, and he's got smoke coming like out of his mouth, covering like half of his face. Wow. Well, I think you're just gonna. That's all right. Oh, you know a film that I loved that I don't need to see again, but I wouldn't, that's, that's the thing. If I loved it, I don't mind seeing it again. Was it Apollo 13, which was the one that they got, they had the problem with and then they had to. Ron Howard, Tom Hanks, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, yeah. Was that a th 
Apollo that was, 13. That was Apollo 13. I remember loving that film. I love that they had they had a problem they had to fix up there and what do they you know what have they got with them like a tissue box a tube a castanet and if they they had had MacGyver it would have been no problem it would have been fixed in 30 minutes (laughs) but no that that Apollo 13 is a fun one um yeah as we come to a close, uh, are, are you online at all? Do you have any social media representation? Oh, I've got, a, well, I'm on Insta. I'm about, I've actually, my, I'm, my, I'm designing a, my website with some people and we're, we're hopefully finishing it in the middle of this month. So finally, I'm going to get a website, but I'm at Little Nell Campbell on Instagram and Facebook, Little Nell Campbell. Excellent. And I'll have those links uh, on the, the details of this episode. And thank as, you. It's as, been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much. As we come to a close, uh, here at the last podcast you'd want, we try and keep a PMA, a positive mental attitude. Do you have a personal mantra or words of wisdom that you'd like to leave with the listeners as we come to a close? Yes, I do. First of all, exercise is the number one thing on it tops every psychiatrist and health person's list or mental health doctor's list of to keep yourself upbeat you know do get exercise whether it's walking around the block 30 times whatever it is or walking around the dining room table as the Bronte sisters used to do because it was endlessly pouring with rain in Yorkshire do get exercise remember that nothing stays the same everything changes but the avant-garde and so no matter what trough you're in things are going to get will be will get better and eat well don't you know try to avoid junk food because a healthy mind a healthy body is all going to help you and I think aspire aspire to contentment rather than happiness happiness is transitory but a contented life is a good life. I love it. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show today. <clears throat> Pleasure. Oh, and also I highly recommend doing yoga and Pilates, but yoga is just so fabulous. So add that to my list. And, and yoga. My wife and I actually have to get back into yoga. We were doing yoga uh, for a while there and then uh, uh, cir- circum- circumstance, but we got to get back into it. Yeah, uh, it's great. But ladies and gentlemen, that has been another episode of the last podcast you'd want. And until next week, tip the veal, try the staff, and I'll see you then. Thanks for coming to see our show. Sad to tell you we've got to go. Grab your hat and head for the door. In case you didn't notice, there ain't any more. If you like our show, tell everyone but. If you think it's great, keep your big mouth shut. Woo! <laughs>